Hi, this is Mike. Hey, this is Margo. And hey, this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral Podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Core community. This is episode 155, which sounds like it should be an important number, but it isn't. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I don't know how long it's been since we recorded the last one. How long has it been? It's a couple of, is it a couple of months now? We recorded yeah. one. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Not bad for us. We normally leave it a year or so. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's good to be back, though. We'll see if we can, you know, maybe do this a bit more. What do you reckon? We should definitely mm, do this. Definitely. Joined today, as ever, by Mike. How are you, Mike? Um, good, thank you. Um, step closer to Christmas, so I guess that's good, is it? Maybe. <laughs> step into Christmas. Step, oh, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think so. We're at the beginning of December, which means that... Uh, I guess legitimately you can put Christmas decorations up now, can't you? I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, but I'm feeling the family pressure to buy a tree. I bought mine today. So. Did you? Very yeah. good. <laughs> you got your decks out? No, that's tomorrow's job. Just nice and relaxed. <laughs> you putting them up tomorrow or are you leaving it another week? What are you doing? Uh, I might leave it another week because I'm going away next Wednesday. So right. I might leave it before I come back. Oh, we should definitely have a debate on when is the earliest feasible time to put Christmas decorations up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're also joined by Margot, fellow, well, friend and fellow coiler. Hello, Margot. How are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm just enjoying some time home. I've played too much. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. And, and where is home for you? Uh, currently, I'm in Brittany to my mom's house. Ah, okay, cool. Northern France. In yeah. Amazing. Amazing. We, I'm just outside of London and... And Mike is just outside Manchester, aren't you, Mike? Yeah, yeah. So we can create like a big triangle, kind of. It's probably going to be quite on a cute <laughs> triangle. I don't, I don't know how that works. Anyway, anyway, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Um, hopefully, you enjoy yourself, and we can, you know, have a bit of a chat, a bit of a laugh, and all those kind of things that people on podcasts promise that they're going to do. Let's see if we can prove that we could we can do that. Right. Anyway, let's start off with a bit of news um, as we record this. Lacuna Call are on the other side of the world in the Upside Downs, um, otherwise known as Australia. Uh, I think they are playing in Brisbane tonight, he says, pretending that he remembers. I think that's at the Good Things Festival. Festival, uh, And then I think they've got a few more dates. Is that they're playing Sydney uh, and then, oh, are they in Melbourne and they're going back to Brisbane? I don't know, I'll get confused. I think you're right. I think they're in Melbourne and then they're going to Sydney, then they're going to Brisbane. And then they're off to all kinds of exotic places that I've never been to, like the Philippines and Indonesia, Singapore, Japan, secretly, not so secretly, really jealous. Um, love to head to Japan. And then they've got a bit of a break. And what has also been announced this very week, uh, which has set us coilers around the world into a bit of a frenzy, certainly here in the UK, uh, is the uh, West Coast tour in 2023. Uh, it's 11 dates with The Birthday Massacre, which I think has excited a lot of people. There's definitely an overlap between Lacuna Core fans and The Birthday Massacre fans. Uh, Blind Channel and Edge of Paradise. Uh, and I think they are fitting in there. Is it Sick of It All Festival in Las Vegas? So that's quite an exciting set of dates, actually, in, in 
a kind of a, a big loop. I nearly said a sperm-shaped loop because it's got like a <laughs> tail and it's round, but I probably shouldn't say that. Ignore that bit. We'll definitely cut that out. It's just a loop with a tail down up to to Tacoma and then down Sacramento and then in and around and back a little bit. Quite exciting. Definitely this, the, the, the western side of the US is always a cool place. And uh, I must admit, kind of tempted. Think we might be going. What do you think? Definitely, hundred percent. Another road trip, but yeah. on the other side. So, yeah, looking yeah. forward to that. We need to make that happen, don't we? We really definitely. Do. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Let's get out there. Road trip. Route yeah. sixty six is there as well, so we can, you know, pretend we're rock and roll or something. I don't know. Whatever it is <laughs> you do when you get onto Route sixty six, and it's not far from the Grand Canyon and the Valley of Fire and Monument Valley and all of those amazing places. So we can oh. see. That. So I'm, I'm totally sold. Death Valley. I mean, it's just. It's just amazing. I'm, oh. I'm quite excited. I definitely have to. I definitely have to go there to just make your to teach you some geology. Very. You're gonna. Very good yes, <laughs> yes, we definitely need that, Marco. You need to teach us some geology. We're gonna. Well, do, what I'll do is I'll, I'll kidnap you and put me in my suitcase in a non-weird way, and then you can come over. All right. <laughs> we can we can have a geology lesson and listen to Lacuna Court. It's like an amazing couple of weeks actually. So we're going to sort that out. And and hopefully we're going to meet a few fellow coilers over there as well. So if you are thinking of attending one of the uh, West Coast Tour dates, then stop thinking and start doing it. I think, is it tickets are available today? I think pre-sale, certainly. I'm, I'm sure they're yeah, think, Friday. Yeah, so. this morning. <laughs> yeah, so get online, folks, and start buying tickets, and let's fill up those venues and uh, have a party over and over and over again for at least six shows. Um, and in between that, Margot's going to teach us stuff about rocks, which is always amazing. <laughs> Margot, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Um, we're now going to interrogate you. Uh, don't worry, there's no bright lights involved. Um, we we have fellow coilers on the podcast quite a lot, and it's always interesting to find out what your own personal story is related to Lacuna Coil, how you found out about them, and what your favourite song is. So I guess we should just start, really. And I'll ask the first question. Marco, how did you get into Lacuna Coil? Well, that was a long time ago, but not as long as you, because... I mean, the band already existed when I was born, so... <laughs> wow. Wow, that didn't take long for an insult to come out, did it? I mean, it's, I mean, it's true. Okay, I mean, it's, technically you're right, um, but I see what you did there. Okay, so how long ago was uh, it then? It's fine. I'm not 322 years old now. <laughs> Touché. Right, anyway. <laughs> so, so when did you find out about the band? Uh, I think I was around 10 years old or something. I was entering middle school, um, and my music taste was like very open. I was listening to a lot of rock music and a lot of um, anime music and also radio and almost everything. And so it's just my YouTube algorithm basically just was pushing a lot of music. And I think it was probably Humans Alive who came up and I was like, yeah, that's nice. And then I started, yeah, I started listening a few of them, then forgot, and then something like one or two years later, 
uh, one of my friends sent me um, a song from them. And I was like, oh, but I know them and they are so cool. And since then, I'm just listening to it a lot. <laughs> nice. Nice. Do you, you've seen them live, of course. Do you remember the first time you managed to catch Lacuna Core live? I mean, it was not that long ago. It was for the Delirium tour because, of course, before I was too young to travel on my own. <laughs> So, yes, I went to the Delirium tour and I've been to a lot of shows since then because I was seeing them live. Nice. Yeah, of course, you were at Coma Life, which we'll come on to in a little while, of course. So, uh, do you have a favorite song from the band? That's difficult because my favorite songs are changing every time they put out new albums. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say for now, it's probably beneficial. Oh, wow. Yeah, very, very popular choice. What an amazing song that is. I think there's a lot of people that count that up there as their favourite song. Why that one in particular? What kind of draws you to it? The musicality is, like, very epic, so obviously it speaks a lot to me because, like, my favourite bands are bands like Nightwish and everything, so this very epic music. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, secondly, it's just the lyrics. They just speak so much to me, and for a long time... I couldn't uh, listen to it without crying because it's just so emotional. So, yeah, that's why. And it became like um, my song in a way. <laughs> Do you know what? I think the first time I heard that, I kind of in my head referred it to the Nightwish song because of that epic operatic feel about it. And it, it so reminded me of, of Nightwish. And I was like, yep. Yeah. Yep, I remember that one. That's cool. I didn't remember it. That one feels quite, quite distinct as um, as separate from the the rest of the album. It's very, very popular, of course, across um, uh, across the community. So good choice, good choice. So um, I guess one of the questions, and usually the last question we ask anybody that comes onto the podcast, is uh, what does being a Lacuna Core fan, what does what does being a Quella mean to you, Margot? It's not just the band, right? It's like all the community we have and everything because I listen to a lot of bands, but I don't feel close to a lot of bands as I feel close to like Nakon, for example. And it's mostly because, I mean, first of all, they are very open people, so it's easy to feel like you are part of a community with a band that cares about the fans. And secondly, it's... um. I mean, everything that is around, like, we have been doing the karaoke and all the events that came later and all the people that I met that are just so nice and everything. It's just forming, like, a true community and we all care for each other and everything. So it's giving so much, like, the feeling that you are part of something way bigger than just music. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I... I hear that a lot and I feel that myself and I'm sure Mike does too, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it does feel like there is that real family feeling amongst Lacuna Core fans and, you know, you just got to meet up, you know, you just join the queue at a, a concert when you're waiting to go in or if you're waiting afterwards to meet the band who will inevitably come out and say hi and you just feel like you're part of... There's a familiarity there. You feel like it's feel safe. It feels like this. You know, everybody's looking out for each other, and there's just a, it's just a lovely community community spirit. And there's such dedication for all the, um, for the band. I think because of what you said, Marco, but they are because they are so engaging, and they they want you to feel part of it. The way they act towards their fans, it's just a kind of it, it, they're like the glue. 
that glues us all together. Um, and as, as yeah, we'll and be... also it's like um, every time you go to a show, you are almost certain to know at least one people because the community is like growing, but it's very open online and everything, so it's easy to get in contact with a lot of people. And sharing a concert with other people that you know and stuff like that is way more. Um, I mean, it's a way better concert than being just on your own. So yes, completely agree. Don't mind going to a concert on my own, but it's always more than twice as good going with one other person, and it's amazing going with a crowd of people, right? That you can hang out with and you know get emotional with and and stand in the queue with and you know just talk about it afterwards it's it, it definitely feels like a uh, a community so yeah no a great yeah, I mean, great answer yeah it's it's crazy because even if i don't ask who's coming to this lacuna quality show especially every time i go to a lacuna culture there are people like saying oh hi margot nice to see you again <laughs> and, stuff. and i wasn't even aware and like for nightwish for example i was in the concert of nightwish two days ago and just a girl stopped me in the queue and was like, hey, we did the Lacuna Coil concert together in, in 2019. Do you remember me? And then we started to hang out. <laughs> That's incredible. So even other band shows, Lacuna Coil fans are flocking together. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, that's just awesome, and I'm I'm hoping that you've um, you're going to join us again on the podcast at some stage in the future as well. Um, but it's uh, brilliant speaking to you, and hopefully you're going to hang around, and we can talk a little bit about the Coma Live show in um, October. If that's okay. Sure. All right. Well, thank you very much. Let's talk about that right now, shall we? Uh, so 20 years of Comalize the album and the three of us, as well as many people that we know, were able to go to Milan and see the special show called Comalive, um, which was, I mean, I, I loved it. I loved it. But it's not for me to start. I'd love to hear what um, what your experiences were, were and, and, you know, what you thought the highlights were. So I'll start with you, Mike. What, what did you think of the experience of, of the Coma Live show in Milan? I think it was on a par with or slightly better than the, the London show for me, the 119 show. Okay. I just think that collectively with it being such a big album and many years, well, a few years after the 119 show, I think there were a lot more fans that had um, travelled into it, um, to the Milan show. So it wasn't just, obviously, the Milan shows, as we know, all of us are usually quite special mm. as they're like a homecoming gig. But this was extra special with the amount of people that have flown in that were all together with, as we've already mentioned, this sense of community and friendship between all of us. So I think that made it almost overwhelming more than the 119 show, I think, in places where you got to hear things that you've heard in the past but the, obviously the new take on it, which, as well as the other stuff, and all rolled into one, it's un an unbelievable experience, I think. Mm. What was your highlight? Uh, that's tough. Uh, I don't know, really. I think the the 
the whole setup of it. I think they did an amazing show from start to finish. I think the light lighting, the hats off to all the crew and everyone involved with it. Um, the lighting especially, I thought, worked really well. Sound was good. Um, and I don't think there were any main highlights. I think just the overall show packed the punch with the whole whole setup. And it's a shame, really, it wasn't recorded because I don't think it was recorded at all, was it? Um, I, don't, I, I think it I think it was recorded. Certainly, was there was some video taken. Whether or not there was enough yeah. footage to turn it into a DVD, I suspect mm. not. I mean, when uh, when the uh, one nineteen show was played in London, we know that that was being recorded, right? That was yeah. from yeah. the outset. We know that there were multiple video cameras, um, so that you've got you know establishing shots and close up shots and you know crowd mm. shots and all the things you need to make a to make a kind of a, a DVD or Blu-ray, right? And it's not just from one position. Um, but I didn't see any evidence of that. So mm. my suspicion is that there is quite a lot of video footage that's yeah. been taken, but I, I would be surprised if it's used to complete a, um, a DVD or Blu-ray or anything like that. I think it'd be more likely to be used for promo footage or perhaps create a live video, you know, a single mo- uh, yeah, yeah. song-type video, something like that in the future. We'll see. Or maybe it's just there for the band to have, right, as a, as a memorabilia. A memento. Yeah, a memento of, of their day. So we'll see. I, I, I think I, – sorry, I was just going to throw one last thing in, I think, as well that it's worth mentioning the VIP experience that we were lucky enough to uh, be a part of attending. Mm. Um, and whether we talk about that again in, in more detail, I think, I think that was another highlight of the, of the whole weekend. That was really amazing to see. Yeah, that was really good. I mean, it's obviously tickets were pretty limited, but it was really good to have yeah. the opportunity to to see the studio where the album was um, was recorded, and then you know get a little bit of a mini tour from Andrea and Christina, and then of course they did the um, the sort of the Q and A and the and the video that they created for everybody. I thought was amazing, and it was quite yeah. funny to to see Marco drink far too much gin and tonic and yeah. and get and get bolshe, which was you know it's always funny. Um, <laughs> So, so that's always fun, right? Um, yeah, that was a that was a really lo- really lovely experience. And again, come back to the point that you made earlier, Margot. It, it wasn't that they were up on a stage, you know, and, and we weren't a thousand miles away. It was really, really chatty. It was a lot of back and forth, and and once they completed the Q and A, you know, there was lots of opportunity to chat with them and have pictures taken and, and stuff like that. And even before they came out, didn't they? And you know, um, interacted, and there were lots of selfies being taken. It was just such a chilled out experience. It felt like a group of friends hanging out together rather than a kind of a fan band experience. You know, I think it was definitely worth doing right it, it felt to me like it was a real special event um, Margo, yeah. tell me what you thought of the, the coma live weekend what, were you, what did you like about it oh there's so much to say <laughs> we're in um, no rush i don't know but it, i mean it, it was just amazing i mean it arrived at a point in my life that wasn't easy mm-hmm. and i think it made it made everything easier after that um, because. I mean, I just decided to quit my job. I changed country and stuff like that. And suddenly I was here during the weekend with everyone. And I felt like I was belonging there. So it was like a huge relief after everything. Mm. And and yeah, and it's, 
everything was easy after that because I knew I was at the right place at the right moment and all my decisions were the right ones. So I was so happy. <laughs> Excellent. I guess going somewhere new like that and meeting people you hadn't met before, there's always going to be a bit of anxiety, right? And um, how quickly was that anxiety dispelled when you got to start meeting people? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I didn't arrive alone. So, That's true. You came with soul, didn't you? you came with Anya. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Quite late. Uh, yeah. Quite late, as I recall. Was... We met you in the pub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that was fun. I mean, she almost has never traveled before, so she was like, "I don't know if I can go to another country and everything." And I'm used to travel everywhere, so it was just like, "Come with me, and I will be with you, and everything will be okay. We will just have fun." And and she was like, "Okay, I'm coming." <laughs> And you, you got there, you hanged out with us and you ended up in the magazine um, as <laughs> Metal Hammer has taken quite a few pictures of, uh, of Margot and Anya right at the front. Um, so you're now famous, of course, having answered questions <laughs> and having your photo taken. If anybody hasn't seen the, the latest issue of Metal Hammer, um, which has the, the quite kind of special um, section on... Um, on Lacuna Coil and Comalize and the Comalize event, then it's definitely worth checking out. I think it's the November issue. You probably get it online. Uh, if you look on Empty Spiral, there's a an, an article I posted a few weeks ago which tells you all about it. But if you look in there, you will find Margot front and center, looking very very happy. Um, <laughs> so, so in terms of the show itself, what 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 did you enjoy most about that? What I was the most happy about was when I saw you in for real in that when I arrived was like the highlight of my weekend story. Um, <laughs> but in terms of the music, it's like, yeah, everything. The, the VIP was just so amazing and different to every experience I had before any event. So that was really like a great moment and great feelings. And the show was just amazing. I think to me, the show in Milan was my favorite one I've ever done of Lacuna Accord mm-hmm. for, of course, for all the music they played and everything, but also for everything that was around the complete full experience was like, it's made it my best show of Lacuna Accord. <laughs> Excellent. Wow. So, yeah, it sounds like an amazing weekend you had from start to finish then. Uh, I think my my reflections of it are, yeah, certainly comparable with both of yours. I mean, for me... It felt like the Lacuna Coil show was, I guess, that kind of, it sounds like a cliche, but it was the cherry on top of a very lovely cake. That is to say that from the Friday all the way through to the Monday, it felt like a holiday with friends in Milan. That's what it felt like, you know, going to pubs, going going up to the top of the Duomo for the nth time, you know, <laughs> walking around the city, um, you know, seeing people I hadn't seen for ages, seeing people I'd never met, including Margot, which was amazing. Um, and just, you know, all of that, if we'd have just gone to the show, seen the show and gone our separate ways, that would have been cool. But we didn't just do that. You know, it was, it was 
getting there a couple of days before. It was doing the VIP. It was seeing Milan. It was doing touristy things. It was, you know, arranging meetups with people ad hoc. It was weird. You kind of walk around the centre. I mean, like, we always seem to concrete on the plaza outside the front of the Duomo. And you go there and you could almost guarantee finding another person that you'd recognise doing their own little kind of mini holiday in Milan. So it's like Coilers took over that city in my head anyway. Probably not true, but it certainly felt that way. Then we had the show, um, and you know, and it was just that just added to it. Of course, it did because that was the reason we were there. But by the end of the weekend, it was just part of an amazing experience for everybody. Um, my reflections on the show itself: I thought the venue was great. They've never played there, to my knowledge. It was bigger than they normally play, but it, you know, it, it was it was a really good atmosphere. Um, the I thought the setup was great. You talked about the lights, Mike. I love the lights. I was taking photos, and it was nice to actually get some bright white lights so that really helped and of course the backdrop was cool with the stand up as the of the sort of the stylized sort of tightrope uh front of the of the Comalize xx album you know it was just that was just great that was just great um i i think the only thing i would have wanted differently at the risk of sounding overly critical is that there was a part of me that really wanted the the, the set to be in two parts to be Comalize and everything else. Uh, I really would have liked them to to come out as they came out at the end with the kind of the older guy, you know, with the monk's robes and, and the Christina with the outfit, and then sing Comalize XX from start to finish, you know, starting with Swamped and ending with, with you know, the Comalize XX, the song. Um, I don't know if it would have been any better, but I was kind of hoping that would be that we would just get that as an experience. You know, when bands come out, they just play the album from start to finish. I was kind of hoping from that. Um, and I, the reason I say that is because I think it would have given you that real, this is the live version of the album. And that would have made it even more unique an experience in it than it was. Um, I can understand why they mixed it in with all the other songs. They could introduce other songs. They could, you know, they got a bit, I guess you could say more control over the, the tempo of the set list. But for me personally, I would have loved it if they'd gone right. We're, we've played a few songs. We're now going to go off. We're going to come on. We're going to play all of Comalize XX, start to finish, and then we're going to play some more songs to round out the show. That would have been my personal choice. But, you know, it's a very, very minor point. Um, but And it doesn't distract from what was an, an amazing show. I, I, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, as I always say these things, Mike, you will know, my only regret with these things is I go there and I really enjoy the experience of taking photos and being able to afterwards share my view of the concert with my fellow fans and, you know, fellow friends, right. You know, I love to be able to do that. Um, yeah. But there's a part of me that is also really jealous of everybody that I can see enjoying themselves on the barrier, getting emotional, you know, fists in the air, all that kind of stuff. And being able to completely throw themselves into the experience of the show. And I always promise myself I'm going to do it. And it, I rarely get round to actually doing it. Um, about the last time I actually spent any time in the crowd uh, for most of the show was um, was the last Gramercy show uh, back in September on my birthday. And that was intentional. Um so what I need to do, and you, you you both need to make sure I do this, I'm relying on you both to help me here, is that uh, when we go to the US, make me 
make me join have a day off have a day off yeah if yeah. i end up taking photos and i'm hoping that i will get a chance to do so of course because i really love doing that but you'll kind of go no matt this show on the barrier and we watch the show and we embrace the music right rather than look at lacuna call through a, through the lens of a camera yeah. okay that's so you i need you to promise me both that you're going to not let me get carried away all right mm-hmm. anyway um i'd love to hear where everybody else i mean we've we've heard a lot of what other people thought of coma Came a live event. I mean, there's been such excitement both during it and afterwards. But if anybody wants to reach out to us, either on Discord, share your experiences, or even just come on the podcast and just you know talk about your own experience at Coma Live, or even you know as a just, but even as a, a fellow coiler, then hopefully by now you know how to get hold of us, and I really look forward to it. But there we go, Coma Live. <laughs> We're going to review Swamped XX today, folks. The first song from Comalize XX. Of course, we're going to review all of the songs in order like we've done with every other album of Lacuna Co. And we're starting right here at the beginning. Um, we originally reviewed Swamped way, way back, way, way back in September 2013. Although I want to make you feel old, Mike. <laughs> but nine years ago... Uh, in episode 38 of the podcast. And I will, of course, put the direct link to that in the show notes if you want to uh, if you want to hear what we thought of the original song. We're not going to... The plan is not to review that song again. That's unfair on the song. The plan is, I think, to kind of talk about XX um, and then we'll perhaps get a bit of a reflection about whether or not we think it's you know better, worse, different, or whatever our otherwise feelings are. Um. Mike, can I ask you to start? Give me your thoughts on Club on on Swamped XX. Swamped XX. Well, yes. um, this is the opening of the new ramped up version of Coma Lies. And the first noticeable thing that you you will hear, obviously, it starts very similar to the original, and then to me, it's this is where it starts with how heavy it is. It packs the uh, the weight behind that with the heavier guitars and everything sounds tuned down if that's the musical term for it it's not on the level of what it used to be mm. but a lot heavier with the drumming throughout mm. and obviously the noticeable thing with all of it is Andy and he's growling it's kind of the, the new era of Lacuna Cole and how he's been singing on the last album and this has taken it up a few notches with his growling throughout the record. It's a mix of the old in with with Christina's vocal lines mixed with the new of Andy's growling. And I think that that is what makes it a bigger, punchier opener for the album, which works really well for me. Okay. okay. What about you, Marco? What do you think of Swamp Dex next? So... Uh... I mean, I made a review on the, of the album when it came out, and my view hasn't changed since then. Okay. For, for me, Swamp is uh, the song I like the least of the XX album. Okay. Um, mostly because uh, I find it too similar to the original, and 
I love how the songs have been uh, reworked and everything. And Swamp is the almost the only song who gave me the impression that it wasn't new. Mm. Um, I don't. I wasn't feeling like rediscovering the song. I was feeling like listening to the same song. And I mean, I can understand because it's like the very first song of the album, so it's difficult to do something completely different. It has to be like introduction to the intention of the band of the album. So it's like, I mean, to me, it makes sense that uh, it's the most similar to the original one, just uh, because it was chosen as like a single and went out just after Tightrope, which was so different and fresh that I felt, I mean, disappointed is too, too strong word, <laughs> uh, but just I didn't feel as hyped as I was with Tightrope when it came out. I I completely understand what you mean there. Actually, I I, I think Swamp was one of the first ones that they re-recorded. Um, I you know, and I I think it's maybe it's coincidence that the one that's the the most like its predecessor is the one that's first on the album. Um, and I can see your point about it maybe being, a, you know, almost an introduction, right? You know, they don't want to go too crazy in the first song, just sort of almost build up to the the more fundamental changes we see further on in the, or here, I should say, further on in, in the album. So I, I, I totally take your point. Um, I I listened to Swamped and Swamped XX quite a lot throughout the last couple of days, especially today. And my my reflections of it are, well, firstly, they are influenced quite a lot um, by how Swamped the song has changed for me in terms of an emotional song. So I said it back in 2013, and I'd say it pretty much every every time I talk about Swamped. I think Lacuna Core live set is almost incomplete without hearing Swamp for me. I think it's such a such a great song. Um, and it's it's always welcome wherever it's heard. I think, especially especially live. Uh, when they played it in Glasgow, I think it was Glasgow. I'm going to say Glasgow. I think when they played it in Glasgow in 2019, um, I was taking photos. I was in the photo pit, and I could feel my phone vibrating in my pocket. And I took it out, and it was a phone call from my daughter to tell me that my father-in-law, who I was very close to, had just died. So I kind of I went out to the side and I took the call, and I wasn't quite sure what to do. And all the way through, this swamp was playing. Um, I won't bore you with the details of what you know happened the next day, but suffice to say that Swamp became a really, really emotional song for me after that. Really important song because whenever I think, whenever I hear Swamp, I think of that moment in time, like I guess a lot of us do with regards to our music and you know memories, etc. Um, so it's very special, and when I hear it especially when I hear it live, I get that emotional sort of, sort of swelling, as it were. In terms of the new version, there are things about it I prefer and there are things about it that I miss. Um, I'll start off with the, the sort of the overview, really. I like the faster BPS. Um, it's a shorter song. It's pacier. I think that really helps the song. It doesn't feel quite so kind of classic in that respect it definitely feels modern i think uh andy's growling works really well for the song although i will say i love his vocals on the original um it really gets the point across well but i do think that as is always the case when you 
you know, you add growl into a song, you create a sort of sense of energy and, and a, an aggressiveness that you wouldn't otherwise get. Um, your point, Mike, about Christina's vocals not really changing is pretty true. I mean, there are slight variances, but it's not wildly different. <clears throat> and I do find the chorus, dare I say, the, the reflect on the old one, but the chorus now, I enjoy the speed of the chorus. Listen to the older one. I think the chorus now feels slow, uh, as you would expect it to when you've, of course, got a faster chorus comparative, but almost too slow. What I do miss, and this is the thing I miss the most about that swamped XX is that straight chuggy um, bass sound that you get as in the pre pre verse. Um, that was really distinctive. It's still there, but it's it's pushed down in the mix, and we now have a synthetic which kind of a rising and fall, like a goes up and down and up and down, and you lose that chucking straight chucking and i and i think the song is different but i miss that bit miss that bit um yeah that's kind of my my views on um swamp texas and i think marco you've you hit the nail on the head when you say it's it is you know casually different shall we say it's a different if you analyze it there's enough differences there for you to say yes this is a different version of swamp but it's not so different that it's not as courageous shall we say as, as some of the other uh, other songs on the album um mike in terms of i'm not going to give it ratings out of 10 as we said but in terms of how you feel about it do you think it's better worse or just different from the original um, just different. I think they played it safe, as we've discussed, for the album opener. And there's mm-hmm. obviously lots we can talk about with the other songs moving ahead. But this was a straight back down the middle, not to rock the boat too much with it. So it's different, but it's not too different, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Marco, what are your thoughts? Different, um, different, better or worse? Mm, I would say different. I didn't find it especially like way better than the original, and I think I keep listening to the original one. So you prefer you prefer the original one? You more you listen to that more likely listen to this one? Yeah, it's like the the only song that I prefer in the original one than the XX one. Okay, so is it? Would you say then it's worse than the original, or just you know not different enough for you to really grab over it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's it. I. Very used to the original, and I love the original one. And I don't feel like the XX version is different enough for me to listen to both of them and enjoy both of them on the same level. Okay, that's just my opinion, of course. (laughs) Of course, of course, and it's a great one. No, it's good. Thank you for sharing it. I think it's absolutely valid. I I think for me, I'm kind of in the the space of it's different. I like it. I do like it a hell of a lot. I say I've been listening to them both back to back. It's not better. It's not worse. It's just different. And I think my mood will determine whether or not I, I had to, you know, I was going to listen to one or the other. There's honestly bits, and it's almost a 50-50 split between the stuff I really love about the original that I think the excess version has lost or, or you know, been turned down. Uh, and there's the things that I think it's gained, XX has gained over the original and I guess, you know, with that regards, the best version of Swamp for me would be kind of a weird mashup of the two where where there was growl, we got the chugs in the bass, um, the vocal line that was not changing anyway. So it's so I want the growl, I want the chugs, I guess. So give me that version. 
So <laughs> that's what I want. So, anyway, okay. Yeah, okay, like when I can please write Kumalize XXX. XXXXX, yeah, we're absolutely. Well, we want more. We want more. We're going to have our own variations. <laughs> the, we're going to go full a la carte in the, in the song's choices themselves. Okay, there we go. So we, we've got uh, our own views on Swamped XX. Uh, I guess next time we get together, we'll be talking about Heaven's Alive, but that's a little while away. Thank you very much. Well, I think we're done. We've had a good chat. Thank you, Margot, so much for joining us on the podcast. I really hope you've enjoyed yourself. Thank you for you, for telling us about your experiences attending Coma Live and getting into Lacuna Court and, of course, your your valuable insights into uh, Swamped XX. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me here. It was fun. You're more than welcome. Anytime, my friend, anytime. Well, you'll join us. Join us on the podcast, please. We'd love to have you here. For everybody else, of course, if you've not listened to the Empty Spiral podcast before, then, as I say, this is our 155th episode, so there's lots of others to listen to. We've done reviews of every single Lacuna Chord song right up to the, the to Climalize XX, of course, and we're going through those now. Um, there's all kinds of crazy stuff that we talked about over the years. We've had fellow fans on, and you're more than welcome to join us. You can find all of this and more at our website, which is www.emptyspiral.net. We're also on Facebook, uh, which is uh, facebook.com, yada, 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 uh, Empty Spiral Net. Um, and we're also on Twitter. I don't go there much anymore because of Musk. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's, it's been a pleasure having you both. Thank you, Mike, for joining me. Thank you, Margot, for joining us. Uh, I guess we'll leave it there. And as a final reminder to everybody, no matter what it is you do, no matter where you go, okay, look out for each other and listen to more Lacuna Coil. Thank you very much. Cheers, everyone. Bye.